0: Big time trouble in Gainesville and Tallahassee. What has happened to college football in the state of Florida? We'll look at that and a crazy day in the NFL. Plus, what are the Bucks doing a kicker? It's all up on this edition of the Rick and Tom podcast. Hey, everyone. Hope you had a good weekend. Tom Jones, Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Hope you're all well. Rick,
1: how are you, bud? Good weekend. I'm, I'm doing well. It's been a great weekend. Uh, what made it great is that there was no game for the Bucs <laughs> on Sunday so i got to sit back and and enjoy some family and uh yeah a little football too yeah it's fun to watch football
0: i can't watch by the way the red zone if if it wasn't for red zone i don't know how we got by before like that's all i watch
1: now yeah i can't watch the whole game
0: no, it's so boring. when you, unless you're watching like red zone, it goes, bam, bam, bam. It's so much fun to watch that. So anyway, lots to discuss on this edition of the Rick and Tom podcast. Thanks again for joining us. We're here each and every weekday. You can find us on SoundCloud and TampaBay.com. Better yet, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or on iTunes, a bunch of other places. Check us out. Let us know what you think. You can reach us on Twitter at Rick Tom podcast, as well as at NFL Stroud and at Tom W. Jones. Big college football game in the state on Saturday. Rick was in Tallahassee with FSU Miami. We'll get to that in a minute. I was in Gainesville, and I'm here to tell you, Rick, there is big-time trouble in the swamp. Florida lost to LSU 17-16. Missed extra point was a difference. But the issues go far beyond a missed extra point. Rick, I never thought I would say this, but I, now I'm starting to wonder now about the future of this program. They They may not end up with a winning record at this point.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess that's possible, but I mean, really the whole state of Florida right now is sort of bad as far as ball goes. If, you know, we'll talk about FSU later, but um, you know, Florida, I mean, same old thing, right? I mean, LSU comes in and Ed Orgeron needed to win a game. Um, They lost to Troy for goodness sakes. I mean, talk about a program that was, you know, really in uh, in crisis mode. Defcom three as my friend Booger McFarlane would say. And, and for all the world, I mean you know they they essentially outplayed uh, Florida uh, in the swamp and there's no let's just get this out of the way. There's no mystique about the swamp anymore okay absolutely anybody every can go team every team that comes in here
0: believes they can win and I'm telling you that Florida, believes the other team can win there's no (laughs) no there you know what there's yeah i mean there's no swag there's no no arrogance there's no urgency about him i look at this football team and it looks like a lost program rick it looks like a program that doesn't quite know what its identity is it doesn't know what it wants to be it doesn't feel like a an arrogant cocky team the way they used to be under urban meyer and steve spurrier
1: Right. And what do they do? I mean, what do they do? Well, you mentioned identity. I think that's so important. And we know they've had the quarterback, you know, situation, you know, Luke Del Rio goes down, whatever. I mean, no, I don't know who was clamoring for Luke Del Rio before he got hurt necessarily. Um, but, but you, you know, I thought for a while there, they were running the ball better that that was going to be what they did. The defense still seems to give up plays. Um, you know, LSU ran the ball, like you knew at Orgeron was going to do, but there's just nothing there there that would make you think that they're a top 25 team anymore. I mean, and I, I don't know where they're going to be ranked after, after that not. loss. They're
0: not. They're not ranked. They're unranked, out. Yeah.
1: yeah, And they deserve to be unranked. Yeah. And so where are they going from here? I mean, are we to think that, you know, Jim McElwain now is going to find the magic formula and wave the wand? And you know, I was talking to somebody today that said, oh, he's not in trouble this year. I'm thinking, why the hell not? I mean... Do they think that it's just the age of the quarterback or, or, or the team in general um, after whatever they go through this season that they're going to come back and be a house of fire next year? I mean, I don't I don't remember. I, I could have missed it. But when did the McIlwain offensive show begin?
0: We haven't seen it yet. I get the sense just from being up there. For this game, and, and listening to people in the press box, and there's a lot of talk that hey, they're going to be three and four in two weeks. They got Texas A and M is coming up next Saturday, and then week, terrible it, though. And but they played Alabama, not bad. Mm. I think that I think they can beat Florida. There's no question in my mind they can beat Florida.
1: Well, I think anybody could beat Florida. I mean, we've seen you know everybody take their shots at them. I mean, they beat Tennessee for goodness sakes on on a practically a hail mary. Tennessee got thumped. What Tennessee's awful. To nothing. Tennessee's awful. I mean, they're they're god awful, and then and then Vanderbilt almost gave them you know fits. Sure, at, at the swamp, right? I I, I th- actually I think that game was at Vandy. Oh, it was wasn't it? Vandy. It wasn't. But
0: either way, look, either there's no reason that Vandy couldn't do that at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium yeah. as well. I look at this team, Rick, and I'm seeing a team that's going to be three and four in a couple of weeks. But I don't get the sense that McAwain's in trouble. And you ask why not? Why but I not? I can't get I can't give you a good answer. I think there's partly you look at his record; it's not been awful. He's actually done pretty well oh, in the SEC. I mean, look,
1: he's made it to two SEC finals, right?
0: Right. Yes, SEC two SEC finals and yet do you ever get the sense that truly we're going to win either one of those games? I actually Never. got a I got a note from a Gators fan today after my column in in Sunday's Tampa Bay Times talking about how this is this program is now Iowa. They're now Virginia Tech. They're now just another, they're Georgia Tech. They're just another program, a nice program, a better than average program, but not much better than average. And I got a letter from somebody saying that uh, that when he looks at this this Florida team, he doesn't see anything special. He doesn't and and the good news is he said we won't get killed by Alabama this year in the SEC title game. Because that's all that happens. They go to these SEC championship games and they get annihilated. There's no sense that they're they're really truly competing for SEC titles. But yet I guess McElwain Rick, could show a record saying, Well, we're whatever he is, sixteen and four or whatever in the SEC and and they still manage to go to a decent bowl game and they, they don't they don't go seven and six every year. So I guess that's why probably he's not
1: he's not in trouble. Mm. Well, I, I won't say who, but I mean, I know, I know a very influential, <laughs> one of the bull gators, you know, the guys that make kind of those decisions that pay a lot of money to the school and whatever. And he's not in very good. He's not held in very good esteem with this guy. And this is one of the more important people. Look, I, I, I don't know how they come arrived arrive those decisions. And, and you're right. If you look at the, if you look at the body of work and the number of games, he's won versus losses and, you know, getting to the SEC championship, although, you know, no one has beaten Alabama and, and quite frankly, no one will um, for that matter. It's almost no one in the nation has beaten him other than Clemson last year. So, um, so I guess it's not a huge embarrassment to lose to Alabama. Having said that, I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't see really the genius. Like it seems to me if you're, if you're this offensive guy that comes in and, and, and I know, you know, with Urban and, and Steve Spur, that's a that's a big bar to get over. But I, I don't see the plan. You know what I mean? I think if people yeah. could see what was happening, if they saw a young quarterback and and I don't know what people think of, of, of their quarterbacks right now, but if you could see that these guys are gonna develop and gonna be great, then that would be one thing. I I just don't see it. Rick, I agree with you 100%. There is no mystique about this program.
0: And I do think that Jim McElwain partly is fighting ghosts of the past. He is fighting Urban Meyer. He is fighting Steve Spurrier. Those teams were special. The issue that he's having right now, though, is that it's – I think I think parody is partly taking over college football. We look at college football. I don't think anybody's unbeatable. I'm with you, other than Alabama and Clemson. I don't know that anybody is untouchable at this point. Nope. We saw it. Well, we could talk a little bit about Oklahoma and Michigan and some of the other teams that 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 got caught over the weekend. But the SEC and this is the thing that I think Gator fans are starting to turn on a little bit. It's not a great conference anymore. No, he has a mediocre team and what has turned out to be a pretty mediocre conference.
1: I other think you're being generous.
0: Well, yeah. you're probably right. Alabama, Georgia. I'll give you Georgia's Georgia, a good looking maybe team. maybe Auburn,
1: yeah, mm, yeah, maybe, maybe. Like
0: yeah, and I'm not Auburn's like not dominant. I don't right. know that Georgia's a do, Georgia's a top right. ten team, but I don't think they're certainly but they're. You, I don't know that they're a national champion. I don't think they can beat Alabama.
1: You know how they used to say top to bottom SEC best best conference in the country. Top to bottom goes about maybe one or two deep. I mean, it's Alabama, maybe one or two other teams, and that's it, folks. You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. it's not a good conference right now. And I, you know, I, am sure these things are cyclical at times. Yes. but I, Well, and I, I, I think what
0: Alabama has done is just wiped everybody out. Alabama has made it so that I think other teams have a hard time competing against that. If I'm a, if I'm a kid, I'd like to go to Alabama, but if I'm not going to Alabama, I think, I think it's harder for LSU to recruit now. I think it's harder for Florida. It's harder for Georgia. I think those teams have gotten sort of run off by Alabama. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I think Could I think be. Nick Saban dominates that conference so much that it's hard for everybody to catch up.
1: It'd be hard to believe though in the state of Florida that the University of Florida, with all due respect to FSU, can't, you know, be on the same sort of recruiting level, maybe not as Nick Saban, but but not too many rungs below it. I mean, you know, Nick can only he can only sign so many guys, right? Right. And he can right. get them from all over the nation. And they're great. And he's a great coach. I think you know, we we talked about how college football, more than anything else, Tom, college football is about the coaches. The NFL, to me, is about players, and particularly the quarterbacks. But to college football, since you would have such a turnover every four years, it's all about the coaches. And this conference used to have, right, Urban Meyer, mm-hmm. the Steve Spurriers, just at Florida alone,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and and until a few years ago, I mean, I thought I thought they were a very well coached conference. Oh, um, they were. You I know, thought Phil. Run, I
0: thought Phil Fulmer did a really nice job at Tennessee. Mark I mean, Richt was at, a, at Georgia yeah, for a very long time. Richt did a good job. Was at Georgia
1: for a long time, and you've Auburn's run off. Had Hugh, some good you run off Hugh Freeze. You've run off. Right. You know some of these guys. But right now, I mean, it's it's Saban, and who's the next best coach in the SEC? You know what I mean? Like, there's, yeah,
0: I mean, if you think Georgia's the next best team, maybe Kirby Smart, but he's only been maybe. there for what five minutes, and, and he's and an he's Alabama Sab- guy. He's a Saban disciple, right? Yeah,
1: right. So. Again, we'll see what happens down the road, but you're right I mean i and and I could be wrong, but I don't know how patient Florida alumni are. I really don't they didn't waste much time with film with uh uh with Muschamp when they wanted him out
0: no, no, and it's and that's the thing it's no different than what it, what it was under muschamp, and it looks the same if you have the impression that you either know or you don't know, is this guy a coach or not? there are teams that aren't very good football teams that I, no. I have the sense of, you know what? That guy can coach. Mm-hmm. I'll say this about the bucks and I'm not, we'll hold off on the bucks discussion for a minute. If you ask me d- deep down, gut feeling is Dirk cutter. Can he coach in the NFL? My gut tells me he can. Yes. I believe he is an NFL coach. If you ask me, Jim McElwain, is he the coach? Can he run Florida? My gut feeling? I don't know. I don't think so. I, I, there's a there's something about it that feels missing about this program maybe it's not fair after only 2 years maybe he needs more time it's only his third season let him find a quarterback let him it, it's apparently there's coming one next year yeah and and but and but i if you're asking me gut feeling is this the guy uh, i'm not sure uh, i i can't sit here and say yeah that's well, the guy
1: and and let's just let's okay you know, with Spurrier, with Meyer, you had track records. You had the fun and gun. You had things you could see on tape, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm a young recruit looking at Florida, and I know they got a pretty good quarterback, you know, coming up through the ranks, but I mean, what am I watching? Like, what what is it about his offense that I say, yeah, man, I want to be part of that? I just haven't seen it yet. I, I'm not. They can run look, the football. They can run
0: the football. Oh, they run the football and I, and football I don't understand why they didn't run more against LSU. Me either. They Me they threw either. the ball. I don't know how many times they threw it. Maybe. 20 times, 15, 16 times. And that felt like too many. They mm-hmm. When they when they ran the ball against LSU, I thought they had some decent success. Yeah. Well, uh, I, big time, big time trouble. Meantime, Florida State-Miami, I didn't get to see much of this game, Rick. You probably watched more of it than I did because I was in the Swamp covering the Gators game. I can't believe, though, just looking at the score, I can't believe this is all because of DeAndre Francois not being in the lineup. There, please tell me that FSU didn't put all its eggs into the DeAndre Francois basket. And once he went down, that's the reason now that they're one and three.
1: Well, I mean, and I don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, I know everybody was geeked up about Francois. I and I, I guess there was good reason for it. But there's definitely a drop off when you play a true freshman quarterback, um, you know, in James Blackman. I mean, he is not he's not ready to to win big games, okay? But having said all that, um, I, their defense, when they need it, hasn't been there. I mean, it's not like it's not like Miami went up and down the field with them or anything. but you know, they did put together one hell of a drive. i mean seventy five yards in nine plays, I guess. Mm-hmm. yeah, um and they get the they get the big throw uh, from Rozier uh, you know for for what becomes the game winner. so, I just haven't seen, you know, when you lose your quarterback, everybody else has to play bigger around him. And I've seen some good, I've seen some good running from them, although their offensive line until recently has been an issue. You know, they played yes. horrible up front, just horrible. And I don't know where all Jimbo's guys are, but they haven't been blocking very well. But this, you know, this, this Miami game, I mean, they, they, they really did run hard and they ran physical and they did some good things but they just got in one of those one possession games, man, and they didn't close it. You know, these guys aren't confident enough down the stretch. But they're playing around their quarterback a little bit. I mean, that's obvious. They're they're right. really, you know, spoon-feeding him somewhat. Although, like I said, I I don't know you can point to a game where you say, you know, like you said, if if Francois not hurt, they look great, but you know, that position as we know in all levels um is 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 the whole deal sometimes. And it just seems like a team that just sort of lost its swagger a little bit, you know, and Miami kind of found theirs.
0: I would say that I actually trust Florida state a little bit more than I trust Florida because I do too. I'll say this about Florida state. They're they're one in three, but look at their three losses. They've lost to Alabama. They've lost to NC state, which turns out is a pretty decent team. And they've lost to Miami, Alabama and Miami are both undefeated. I think those teams have a combined record of something like 15 and one. Yeah, that's pretty good. All those teams and they lost versatile. on a
1: buzzer to Miami. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, you didn't get what would it up might, on What
0: would Mark Richt have done if that ball had been ruled down oh, at geez. the whatever one yard line? Do you kick a field goal there? Suppose let's suppose you had time to run up air spike the ball yet enough time. Does he kick it there and tie it and go to overtime or does he go for the win right there?
1: He might have gone to overtime simply because he might have felt like we're going to outscore these guys. You, know, you feel they, like you're the
0: better team. You go yeah, to overtime just, if you think you're better than the other team.
1: Especially offensively. I mean, he had the better quarterback, right? Right. Um, and some pretty good running back. I, I, he might, Rick might have gone to overtime. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have felt panicked to like, we got to win it here or we're not going to win in overtime. I would have thought they'd have had a pretty good shot at it. So I think he probably kicks the field goal. But, man, it was close.
0: I know they exorc- exercise some demons going up to Tallahassee. and Give them credit; they win a game. That's great, mm-hmm. but when I look at Miami, Rick, I'm not sold yet. Talk to me after they play Notre Dame later in the year. After they play Virginia Tech, they're four and i I'm not really impressed through that they've beaten Toledo. They beat, I think, Bethune Cookman. They beat uh, the Florida State yesterday. So this is not they're not exactly and it, they're not exactly uh, whipping up on on the cream of the crop in college football. I'm not sold yet. And I thought they should have handled my they should have handled Miami further, better. You know, or UM Florida State should have dominated that game more than they did. If they're yeah. a good
1: team. Yeah, I can see that. And they're going to play uh, I guess they host Georgia Tech next, so that'll be interesting with the, you know, with the better competition, sure. Better competition and and there's some good teams in that I mean that conference. I still think you know, if Clemson's going to lose to anybody, it's going to be North Carolina State. Which yeah. isn't bad. You know that's not a bad team, I and mean, we remember them coming in and doing them with the Seminoles. But turns out they're they're not bad. So, right. um, but you're right. I mean, it's still unfathomable to me that Miami, being Miami, even just the brand, has never won that conference since they joined it. It's just I don't even that's know right. that they've won their division in that conference.
0: I don't. Um, I don't believe that they've gone to the, they ACC, to the ACC, ACC final.
1: So yeah, he's got. But the one thing you can see about Rick already is is. It's a much tougher team. Like it's you can kind of see the grit that he's put into them already. I mean, they're they're not they're not rolling over for anybody. I mean, they're fighting it. You know, they 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 look they look like they're going to be now that's that's the opposite of what's happening in Florida, right? Right. Like I can see right. where where Rick is making improvements and they're getting better. And it's not just in the one loss record, but I can't see it in Florida right now. And they've had a better one loss record over the years, but Florida State, though they're they're in trouble in terms of maybe a bowl
0: game. 1981, last time they missed a bowl game, they're going to have to find uh, five wins somewhere. I'm not sure there are five wins out there. There could be. The game that I can't wait for is Florida, Florida State because neither, neither team is any good. No, <laughs> but I if don't. they play each other, they, there could be a bowl game on the line for the winner of that game and the loser goes home.
1: Well, wow. if you're talking about state tournaments, the one that I'm looking forward to is USF-UCF. And as well, you, it turns out... One of those teams might be the best in the state of Florida. UCF leading the nation, in,
0: leading the nation in scoring, averaging forty-seven and a half points a game. USF, we've seen what they do; they score thirty points every time they go out.
1: I can't wait They're about to set an NCAA game. record. Yeah,
0: right, right. Day after Christmas or day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, I believe is that game. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Two big upsets on Saturday, Rick. Both home games. Oklahoma loses at home to Iowa State. Michigan loses at home to Michigan State. I didn't think we should talk. Maybe Steve Versnick, our producer, will cut this part out of the podcast. Which And you too, because your are boys, Harbaugh. Which one more surprising to you? Oklahoma losing at home uh, to Iowa State. Michigan losing at home to Michigan State.
1: Not even close. It's Oklahoma. I mean, yeah, Iowa State, I think, was a 30-point underdog. 30 and I'm not a betting points. man. But, geez, that's off the boards. And they're at home, right, where they don't lose a whole lot to begin with, and they're a pretty good football team. I mean, people had these guys, you know, not just winning the Big 12, but maybe being, you know, one of the Final Four uh, contenders. And then um, they're up. I mean, they they started the game great, you know. And it was like they were just going to steamroll. This is what you do to Iowa State. You roll over them. But the defense has been bad all year. It continued to be bad. Iowa state made plays all over the field and it was jaw dropping. I mean, incredible to see what happened in Norman over the weekend. It just was,
0: it was in Michigan, Michigan state. First off, Michigan state's much better than they were a year ago. That's a a much better football team. And, they have a coach who knows what he's doing, and the other thing is it got weird in the second half. There was the rain was coming down. It yeah. was it just got to be a, a weird football game. I, I know Michigan's not where they were a year ago as well, but uh, it's not. I don't think it's an embarrassment. I believe it's not an embarrassment mm. to lose the
1: Michigan State. Michigan well, State's how pretty- about how about this though? Jim Harbaugh, who you know is my boy, yeah, uh, he's one in four against rivalry teams. That's not yeah. good. Ohio State and Michigan State are your two biggest rivals, right? Right, you're one in four against those clubs, and I don't know how many times. I mean, Michigan State's gone into the big house now a whole bunch, and won there, and mm-hmm. some of these things have been, you know, uh, just you know, dramatic, uh, right? The know, catastrophes, the the if you will. Yeah. 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 Um, but they had a chance. Look, they've lost their starting quarterback. He's out for the year now. In speed and and now you know the guy they're playing just isn't very good. You don't have to play the pass. It was a terrible night to throw the football. They had a drop pass. I don't know if you saw the ending. Yes. But they had a chance right, right, right until the end, Tom, as Lovey <laughs> would say, right up until. And the guy drops a ball, you know, inside the 30 yard line, I think. So they're still trying to score and gun for it. But, uh, you know, bad, bad feelings in Ann Arbor to lose that game. And especially after the, the way they lost on the block pile a year ago. So now all of a sudden, you know. Some of the funds out of Michigan. I don't Yeah, I don't they got a week if, off. Or I don't
0: yeah. know if they have a week off. Penn State has a week off and then they go to well, Penn there's State.
1: There's the team. There's the team.
0: Penn State looked pretty good against Northwestern. They putzed around first half and it was a ten nothing game and then they opened it up in the second half. I, I yeah, I guess I guess Penn State. The whoever wins a Penn State, Ohio State game probably is the best team in the Big 10.
1: Uh, they just they just look special and they got the best player in the country in Barkley. I mean, the guy is amazing. They got they you know Northwestern Western hemmed him in. And then he hits you know he hits the bomb. He hits the home run. I mean right. that that kid is special. He's going to be like that in the uh in the NFL too. Hopefully, you know there's something left of him by the time he comes out of college, and they don't oh, just run him into, James Franklin, if he was oh. a baseball
0: pitcher, oh. he would be throwing 140 pitches a game. Are you They're kidding not, me?
1: <laughs> if this guy was secretariat. He'd be he'd be riding him, you know, up the pulled hill. Pull out the, the to, whip. pulled out he'd the whip. would have a wagon. He'd be pulling. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic.
0: Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?
1: A covered wagon with him by right now. Yeah. James
0: Franklin's looking at this and saying, "This is my chance. I have a chance to win a national championship. That's it. Pip- another another big pay raise. I'm riding this kid into the ground. Absolutely. And You're right about him. He's a home run hitter, Rick. He was, I think, nine carries, no yards, and then everybody's saying, "What's wrong with Sa- Saquon Barkley?" And then he busts off a 57 yarder, and and uh, and that's nice. But we'll see. That, that'll be a good game. A couple weeks ago, that'd be Penn State's really big first test. I know they they almost lost Iowa, but. Michigan will be will be their first really good test because that's a team that has sort of gotten in Penn State's head over the last couple of years. Let's move to the NFL, Rick, and I, I want to get into a, what was a really interesting day Sunday in the National Football League. But first, please explain to me why Nick Folk <laughs> is still a member of the Tampa Bay Bucks
1: Because they haven't found the guy or worked out the guy who's going to replace him. I mean, it's got to be that, right? I mean, I talked to Nick. Um, and he was gracious enough to talk, which was surprising in its own self. And he just said, you know, I've oh, just got to work, got to get better. He's going to take the weekend off. And I'm thinking, yeah, you're going to take the whole fall off. Okay. <laughs> um, I would be surprised, shocked, bemused, pick a pick one. Um, if he kicks in Arizona, but I think, you know, the Bucks don't have any urgency to this other than letting him twist in the wind, which is sort of cruel, but I mean, they're going to bring in a bunch of guys to work out, and I would imagine that that would take place uh, on Monday. In fact, it will. They have six kickers that they're going to bring in. Um, you remember Pat Murray yeah. used to kick for the Bucks a couple right? years ago, two thousand fourteen. He's kind of missed most of the last two years with injuries. He was going to be the Browns kicker at one point. Uh, mm-hmm. The Chargers have Josh Lambo, um, and then uh, there's a young guy, a former Iowa kicker. Uh, Marshall, Marshall uh, Kane. Um, And then you have the Chiefs. Now they had a good, their, their regular kicker was Cairo Santos. Um, He's still not quite healthy. He got a, 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 had a groin injury. uh, And they picked up this kid, this college kid from Georgia tech. Who's been doing a good job. Um, So they're bringing him in for a physical. And then you have uh, a former Dolphins kicker, Andrew Franks. Uh, And then here's a name from the past. Mike. Nugent, and that's where this whole thing started, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, back that was the, you had a great you had a great story in the Tampa Bay Times the other day, sort of the curse, the curse uh, of uh, Matt Bryant, Bucks, yeah. uh, Matt Bryant, and you sort of detailed going back all the way to how this whole thing spiraled out of control, uh, yeah. starting back a few. Starts years ago. there
1: wouldn't that be ironic? And Mike Nugent, who went on to have a pretty good career, did a pretty good job in Cincinnati, uh, although I suspect he can only kick in the state of Ohio. <laughs> because the the two places that he's done well was Ohio State and and, and the Bengals, so out of that out of that uh, pile of uh, unemployed kickers, may come a guy who they feel more confident in. But you're basing it on a workout, I guess, some resume, um, and you got Nick in front of you. So if if no one blows them away, I mean, you know, unless unless you just get a gut feeling about something, don't else. say I, it, don't say it. I can't imagine this. I really can't but if they didn't have some confidence some level of confidence whatever it is 10%, 25, 50 then he would be gone already you would just say well I know who's not kicking Sunday in Arizona and it's right. not going to be Nick Folk and we're releasing him thanks thanks for the help you know to take your $750,000 guaranteed money and for that for that matter his whole salary now cuz he's a vested veteran right. and we're going to we're going to move on to someone else simply because they're not Nick Folk but it appears that if if that were the case, you would already released him. Now that may, that may change after tomorrow's workout, but um, as we sit here, you know, thinking about it, he's, he's spending the weekend off like the rest of the Buccaneers. And, and I guess there's a chance that he comes back and still has a job.
0: What I find incredibly interesting about this whole thing is that right now there still appears to be at least as far as we know, well, we may know more come later today on Monday that, uh, that Nick Folk still is in a competition, so to speak, whereas he won this job without essentially a competition in the offseason. They let go of Roberto Aguayo after one preseason game yes. simply because Dirk Cutter and Jason Light had lost confidence in him to the point where even if he had a great camp, even if he kicked every field goal in the regular in the preseason, they still did not trust him in a regular season game, and that's why they let him go. And yet here's a guy who has missed five kicks, five field goals, over and, and an extra seven, kicks total seven, seven kicks total seven total four games. Yeah. And they still deep down may have enough confidence in him to send him back out there. If they do that, they get what they get, man. That's the way I look at it. It's malpractice.
1: You're, yeah, it if is. You, if you go out there on Sunday in Arizona and Nick Folk is your guy. um, And hey, maybe none of these guys are going to work out are better, but they're not Nick. We've seen where Nick's been. And it's not a good place. It's a deep, dark, ugly place, right? <laughs> and the thing is, man, if you go out there and he lines up and starts missing kicks again, they won't be getting booed because they'll be in Arizona. But somebody besides Nick probably shouldn't get back on an airplane to come to Tampa because that's, you know, I mean, look, it's it's a specialist job. They're hard. You know, It, it you can't explain. No one can tell the guy what he's doing wrong, right. you know, but he has one job. You have one job, and your job is to put the ball through the uprights within reason, like you've done your whole career, 83% or so, make an occasional 50-yarder. But between 40 and 50, you need to make most of your field goals, at least eight out of 10 of them. And if you can't do that for whatever reason, he's no good to you. And to, and to have this happen now two games in a row where, look, they are one, you know, I don't know, novel, you know, Harry Potter novel, between the goalpost and the ball going through <laughs> against the Giants of losing two games in a row because of because Nick Foles. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he made the game winner by the slimmest of margins. If that ball, if they're one yard deeper than they were, he probably clangs it off the off the upright. And what are we right. talking about right now? Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, they'd be sitting here one in three. If he gets back on the
0: plane toward to Arizona. It's like the old George W. Bush. To quote George W. Bush, "There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on, shame on you.'
1: If fool me, we can't get fooled
0: again." <laughs> I just can't imagine that he was, that he'll go out there against Arizona. But we'll see. We'll see get what they do. Well, and, and obviously, somebody's gonna. Somebody, somebody's gonna have to have to impress them on Monday. Uh, we, we, we need to kick a fight. What about this kid from USF? Everybody's clamoring for him. What's his name? Marvin Kloss. He was a Luke Groza finalist. Yeah. Now, is it? And yet n- nobody in the NFL. I know Greg Almond's been getting killed on Twitter. Why yeah. don't they call Marvin Kloss? And he keeps saying, "Look, man, if he was any good, he would have been on somebody's roster already, or at least been in training camp with somebody." I guess. Well, I mean, has, I live three
1: minutes away. Yeah, well, that's true. He's familiar with the uprights, I suppose. I mean, <laughs> that, that would be his one advantage is that he's actually kicked successfully on that field. It's just a different game. Look, in most kickers, including Kloss, it's not to say Kloss won't be an NFL kicker. But first of all, with the exception of Maguire, they're rarely drafted and certainly not that high. And for the most part, if you're, you know, if you're serious about this job, you do what's happening Monday. You you hope to get into the uh, workout phase where, you know, these teams work kickers out every Tuesday somewhere in the NFL, and they kind of go around. And, you know, And if you're impressive enough in that, at some point, maybe somebody brings you to camp. And if you have a good preseason, maybe somebody doesn't like their old guy, like, um, you know, and then, then you get a shot. But most right. of these kickers take – two, three, sometimes four years to get into the NFL. It's not just like right out of college, boom, you're there. That, that's, that's really not happening a ton. Um, so if Klaus is that guy, he'll prove it. But they've worked him out. People have seen him kick. They've put him under certain situations. And like you said, if he was good enough right now, he'd be kicking in the NFL. I thought the kicking was going
0: to end up dictating the outcome of the Packers-Cowboys game. As we look at the NFL games on Sunday, Rick, I am not a Packers fan or a hater. I'm not a Cowboys fan or a hater. It was thoroughly enjoyable watching what Aaron Rodgers did. And I'm not even a big Aaron Rodgers guy. I'd like to see him have a little more postseason success. I kind of think that he hasn't done enough in the postseason to to have his name up there with the Mannings and the, and the Bradys of all time. But boy, oh boy, if I had to pick one guy right now to lead my team, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. That guy I said, it, yeah, was so good.
1: I said it last year and got a lot of heat for it, but that he was—he is playing. And it was after the Dallas win when he made that ridiculous, you know, throw to the left and yeah, and ended up winning that game in the playoffs. I said he is playing the position better than anyone maybe has ever played it, and that's think about what I'm—that sounds nuts, yeah, right? I know, but the way he plays it. His ability to to see the field, the pin, the 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 precision that he has, and and in this game, um, you know he he actually the biggest play he made was with his feet. I mean, he it runs was. for a first down. They're they're going to have a long field goal, but he runs for first down, gives them two shots at the end zone. The first one gets knocked away, and you're thinking, well, you know, they tried the fade. What are they going to catch? Touchdown, game over. And it's kind of like Dallas is going to go back and watch this and. You know, it's weird because you always say you don't give a guy like that the ball any with any time left, right? And he got it back with about 115. And Dallas was in scoring position. They needed a touchdown, so it wasn't a guarantee. It wasn't like, well, if we don't score a touchdown, we'll kick a field goal and we'll go to overtime. No. Right. They right. had to score a touchdown. But they're inside the 10-yard line, I think, or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. And on second down, they throw the ball. Yeah. And and it's incomplete. Well, it stops the clock. So now you know you've given a little more time to uh, to Rodgers, and then they run a zone read, and you can't. You know, I mean, Dak wants to score a touchdown, right? No, you have to. So score. he pulls the ball out. Of, he pulls the ball out of the running back's gut, and then he he scores. But when he does, he's left too much time on the clock. One fourteen.
0: There was no doubt in my mind. I would have said at that point, there's a ninety six percent chance. That the, the Packers are going to score a touchdown before this game's over. A
1: touchdown. That's how much com- I thought. Fugle that's how for much sure.
0: That's how much confidence I had in Rogers. Wow. Now it's funny if he gets if he gets caught on that running play. That's there. All of a sudden, you're going to see a a fire drill trying to get the kicker out there to try to kick a field goal. That's right. And Mason Crosby had already missed a couple of of kicks on Sunday. Yeah. But that what Aaron Rodgers did there, and and I swear Dallas should try to somehow get him because whenever he plays in Dallas, (laughs) he's unstoppable. He even said, "I wish the Super Bowl was here every year." He's an unbelievable player. Meantime, on the other end, Rick, explain to me how a guy like Ben Roethlisberger, who's that good, headed for the Hall of Fame can throw five interceptions in one game. That just goes to show you how tough that position is sometimes.
1: I I saw some highlights of this. I was watching the red zone, and it just seemed um, – I don't know what's happened to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I thought they were uh, – I picked them to go to the Super Bowl, to be honest with you. And, you know, I don't know. Today, Ben has never thrown five interceptions in a game, by the way. No. He's thrown four a few times, but not, not five. You know – and, look, Jacksonville, we saw Jacksonville in the preseason. You know, we – when I say we, you know, the Bucs were up there for a couple days and scrimmaged them, and right. they had their way with their offensive line. They outplayed them when they were on the field with them. And I just didn't think much of Blake Bortles. Um, you know, Leonard Fournette is is their offense, essentially. But, yeah, and they just turned it over. I mean, my goodness, at home. Two you know? pick sixes. That was a um, difference in that game. It was really. unbelievable. Two pick I mean, sixes. And you I can't don't like explain. the Steelers. There's something wrong with the Steelers. There's something missing is. there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah And I can't is. put above it. It's not talent. I think they're talented enough, and I think Ben is good enough. Do you wonder if Ben – I'm just throwing this out there. I mean, the whole yeah. talk about retirement and how this might be his last year, I don't know. Like I think he's already got a foot outside the door. I, I do. Here's what I've always thought. As soon as you talk about it, you're done. You've already yes. in your mind – in your mind, you're already done. You're already there. One, and I know that once you put the keys on the table, you can't pick them back up again. Right. So maybe that's why he's playing. But remember, there was all this talk and hesitancy, and you you just thought it was talk, right? You thought, well, he's not going to quit. Now, you know what? Maybe there's a part of him that's just kind of done. You For know? as
0: much as he's, say... He goes out there and says, "Oh, this is on me." And he's a leader, and, and players respect him. And and I certainly believe he goes out there and plays hard. But I, there's also a bit of diva in him too. I think he likes mm-hmm. the drama. I think he likes people begging oh, yeah. him, "Oh Ben, please play another year. Please play another year." Oh, and he'll and, tell
1: you how many injuries he has and where they are too. Oh yeah, he'll he's quick where to tell you that. Every boo yeah, boo is.
0: Yeah, and I watched that game Sunday and on the red zone, and three of those five interceptions. He was forcing the ball to Antonio Brown, who's another pain in the ass for that franchise because all he does is cry for the football all the time. I think that ultimately impacts the team. And uh, there's something something I don't like about that team. I'll tell you there's something I do like in the NFC South, Rick. That's the Carolina Panthers. Mm. This team was not, I didn't think, going to be that good. I started to watch them at the start of the season. I believe that there was something missing from that team. I didn't like Cam. Now I like Cam. I like Cam a lot. That was an impressive victory going into Detroit. Detroit's a pretty decent football team. They're four and one, Rick. Panthers are four and one.
1: Well, they are. And you know, don't look now, but I know the Bucks have played uh, one less game than everybody, but they're tied in the cellar with New Orleans at two and two. And you got a team that's already got four wins. So at some point, you know, the Bucks will play their extra game and, and the other teams will have a bye. That aside, the wins is what you count. You know, so uh Carolina, if you think about where Cam Newton was in training camp, he wasn't even throwing; he was nowhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, really, he kind of started his season, his preseason, when the regular season began. And he didn't look that great. You know, they didn't score a lot of points. He's got his swag back, and you know, you know how you can tell that that he's healthy again. They're calling running plays for him, right? <laughs> They're calling designed runs for Cam Newton. So you can just see that you know this guy, you know, two years ago was special, and and he just he looks he looks like Cam Newton again. Everybody's making plays around him. They came close to losing that game though. They almost blew they it. Did. They did. Detroit came they, back it, late. Yeah, it took a. I mean, they were going to have to. They had a third in I don't know six or seven, and if they don't pick it up, Detroit's going to get the ball back and pro, and maybe at least tie it or or win it. And Cam made a great throw uh, for a first down, and and then that was the end of the game. But um, yeah, I mean, in Carolina, if you'd have told me, okay, rank, you know, just preseason rankings, NFC South, go, I'd have said Atlanta number one. Yep. I said the Bucks number two. Yep. And then I'd had to think about New Orleans or Carolina, but I probably would have put Carolina three, so no yeah. higher than three. Same. And, I have the same
0: thing right there.
1: And and then all of a sudden, it's like, well, wait a minute. Atlanta's not playing that great. New Orleans looks a little better than I thought they were going to be. Yep. Um, and Carolina's killing it. They're four and one. That's the kind of start you dream about. Four and one. go. They, and that
0: includes going into Detroit and winning a game and going into Fox. Into New and England. Winning a game. Yeah. yeah. Now, what if I told you, Rick, I'm going to give you two teams from New York City. One's going to be three and two at this point. The other team's going to be zero and five. Which one would have been the Jets? Which one would have been the Giants?
1: Oh, man, I, I you know, everybody said that, that the Jets were tanking, and it turns out <laughs> that if you didn't know better, you'd say the Giants were, you know, tanking. Um, I watched that game, and they had every chance to win it. I mean, again, they've lost a lot of games in horrific fashion um, late in games, and, and this was no exception. You lose Odell Beckham to what looked like a gruesome ankle injury. Oh, that looked ugly. Oh, uh, it just—it's the same ankle he hurt before, but it really got caught underneath him. You could see his emotions about it. But then, I'm waiting
0: for somebody to blame Eli on that, but, but including me. <laughs> how about hit the guy in the numbers, man? He, yeah, he had I to know. make him. I know it's a football play, and he—you he, know—he fell on the back his of his hurt.
1: leg. But yeah, right. But, um, but then Eli, things. Eli, with a huge turnover, you know, yeah. at the end of that game that, that 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 put it in San Diego's favor. I don't know how. You know, tell me, if if you're the Giants, right, what are you going to do with that situation?
0: Steve Politti, who's a brilliant columnist for the Newark Star-Ledger, wrote a great column that's in the Monday Star-Ledger. And he says, Rick, that he would blow out everybody. Start over. Get rid of the GM. Get rid of the coach. And check this out. Get rid of the quarterback. He uh, thinks they need to start from ground zero. Go in with a
1: hazmat suit and scrub it clean. That's a hard thing to do. It's hard to take a Manning out as we all know. Uh, but yeah, they, go, they
0: go other places and win more yeah. Super Bowls, yeah. Well,
1: and, and and not not so fun, not to be funny, but actually Eli got a neck injury today. So yeah. maybe he is a little too much like his brother, but um I look, the the GM, yes. Uh the head coach probably all of a sudden, you know, they're going to find themselves fighting San Francisco for the number 1 overall pick. And and they could well have a quarterback staring at them, maybe two that they could choose from, whether he takes over right away or not. Um, but that the the way they've lost games, man, it really shows you how close this league is. But you know, without any problem at all. I mean, we saw how the Bucks beat them, right? Mm-hmm. And they've they've had a couple of those types of games, and then in this game, they look like they were in control of it right up until and Peyton, Eli Manning has the has the big turnover, so. It's been it's been there's a story every week and I I don't know how they're gonna fix the Giants, but man in New York, you know, it's a it's a giant city, it's not a jet city. No, yeah, right and, and the irony is, I mean, Josh McCown, yeah, yeah, yeah. He went into Cleveland where he was the head where he was the quarterback and did them and looked pretty good doing it. So. It was funny.
0: I was watching the Fox pregame show on Sunday, and they asked Jimmy Johnson, "Who would you rather have, Bob McAdoo, who's the head coach of the Giants, or Todd Bowles, a head head coach of Jets?" And Jimmy Johnson "I'd rather have Tom Coughlin. How come the <laughs> Giants got rid of him? That's the guy I'd rather have now." Uh, but yeah, we'll see how the Jets. Uh, I don't. I, Jets are tied with the Patriots, first place AFC East. So I don't think that's going to last. Hey, and they play last each night? other. They do play you. That's right. The the uh, last thing I wanted to mention, Rick, the Tampa Lighting underway. Can I push? Can I get panicky yet? about the lightning can I, I get, would be, uh, be concerned I, I'm not a big believer that shots on goal always are a, a determining factor how well a team is playing unless that number is extremely high or extremely low well it's extremely high they've given up 84 shots in two games that's ridiculous and they've been outshot badly in both of those games I against the Panthers team by the way that's not a great team Panthers are okay they're a middle of the road team and I The good news is Stamkos looks pretty good. I think that Vasilevsky looks pretty good. But, Rick, 84 shots in two games. Hey, boys, there's two nets out there, you know?
1: Here's the thing. Stop me if I'm wrong, okay? I don't know how many defensemen they're carrying, but they don't have enough they can play. (laughs) But hasn't this been the thing with John Cooper and their team? Slow starts.
0: uh, A lot of
1: goals. No one's playing on the other end, leaving the goaltender out to dry. I mean, Vasilevsky... They could have given up eight goals in each game that I watched, easily. I mean, I don't Thank know they goals traded to be... Jonathan Truant, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. I, you know, you really need those guys that play the whole ice, don't you? That's I right. mean, when when is someone going to start playing the entire length of the ice? I mean, they're all minuses at this point. It's but we we we've been here before, you know. As Dirk Cutter said, I've seen this movie. I know how it ends. Well, and Monday night Alex
0: Ovechkin comes to the town. That guy's getting a hat trick every night. Oh, first guy in the history of the game. That's hard for me to believe, but it's been more than 100 a hundred years. that a of guy of A lot of goals. Scored two, two hat tricks in the first two games. I would have thought you would have thought Gretzky would have done that. He had a right? hat trick in the first period. What are you
1: talking about?
0: <laughs> Uh, and by the way, in this in our season preview, I said team on the decline, Washington Capitals. Yeah. Not the same as they were last year. They're coming in blowing out teams. Anyway, we'll check in with that game uh, on Monday night as the Lightning hosts the Cap. Big week for the Lightning. They play the Capitals. They play the Penguins. Two-time defending champs coming to town. And then the St. Louis Blues, another real good team. That's a, an exciting week coming up for the Tampa Bay Lightning. But we'll come back to you on Tuesday, and maybe the Bucks will have a new kicker uh, by then. Uh, until then, thanks again for listening. Our thanks to Steve Versnick, our producer producer. producer. And again, check us out, subscribe to the podcast, and we'll talk to you guys again on Tuesday. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Body Care Breakthrough, Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel.